Hi, it's Maris. This is the final episode of the Maris Review, and I feel so lucky that I've been able to host this podcast for four and a half years, talking to a different author every week about their work. You can still listen to the archive wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also find a list of all books featured on the show at bookshop.org. I want to thank everyone at LitHub for their support, including Johnny Diamond, Emily Firetug, and Eliza Smith, and special thanks to my producers, Justin Alvarez and Drew Broussard. If you want to find me, I'll be writing a bi-weekly column for LitHub starting in January of 2024. I will also be furiously working on finishing my essay collection, I Want to Burn This Place Down, to be published next year by Echo HarperCollins. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter or X or whatever you call it at Maris Kreisman and on Blue Sky at Maris. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the Maris Review. I'm Maris Kreisman, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Tariq Rashan White. He's a writer, musician, and educator from Brooklyn, where he served at-risk and marginalized youth, artists, and scholars in the classroom. He's currently the media director of Lamp Black Lit. He holds a degree in creative writing and Africana studies from Pitzer College and earned an MFA from the University of Mississippi. We Are a Haunting is his first book, and it just won the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize. So congrats, Tariq. Thank you. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm excited. I'm so glad I get to talk to you. I mean, your book is kind of slim, and yet there's there's so much to talk about. Maybe we can start by talking about... Um, your your book is about three generations uh, of one family. And right. depending on what moment we're in, you could say that these three family members um, have a gift or a curse. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So So tell me about that. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect sort of way to set it up too, because it's kind of this family saga of the book. And each kind of person thinks of this gift and and this gift or curse is, you know, the ability to see beyond. So see ghosts um, in some family members case cases, uh, you know, see more than one ghost and perhaps be pulled into certain time periods or, or fragmented moments of time. And I think the entire book is this rumination of whether this kind of, I guess, engagement or like um, conversation with the past or, or with one's history, with one's lineage. Uh, is it a gift or is it a curse? Um, and yeah, I think the bullet, the the book kind of, you know, questions both sides. Like, is it a curse to, you know, sort of be burdened by these things, by um, kind of the, the history of, of, um, you know, black folk in this country, the history of, of working class people in this country, um, the systemic sort of uh, destruction kind of occurs, um, you know, within a family and within sort of communities um, versus is it a gift, you know, um, to be able to kind of 
see um, these kind of vestiges or see how uh, the origins of these things came to be in order to kind of, you know, move forward or to to process and and um, engage with some sort of alternate kind of path forward or, or path towards survival. Um, so, yeah, the entire book is kind of <laughs> and, and which, um, you know, at the core of it is this kind of, uh, you know, this coming of age story of this young kid who loses his mom. Um, but in that, we kind of get this grand conversation, which I'm I'm glad. Um, <laughs> I'm glad this sort of small, you know, intimate, you know, I, I like to think of it as sort of an intimate book, but it sort of expands and reverberates uh, across time and space, which I'm appreciative that I kind of pulled Let's it talk off about somewhat. time. Was... Let's talk about time, both for um, the book as mm. a thing that you wrote, <laughs> mm-hmm. worried about a timeline, and also about how time works in, in the world of of We Are All Hunting. For sure. Um, how time works, uh, you know. Um, I, I guess it, it kind of rejects the sort of, uh, way we kind of, you know, Western I- ideology or views of time and that, you know, just kind of forward and that we move forward. Um, and I think sometimes our experiences, especially growing up as children, you know, time slows down, time oscillates, um, time kind of seems to revolve or, or seems cyclical at some points um so i think i think the book tries to um you know lead you through a you know a, a beginning middle end sort of situation but it does kind of question like um you know you might i think you know especially being in um in new york or being you know, these kind of uh, fragmented places, I think. Like, it's easy for, you know, uh, Kali, who's the main character, to be walking down the street and be sucked into this, like, sweeping memory <laughs> that uh, that kind of, you know, may take you out of this kind of forward, beginning, middle, end kind of movement. But I think, um, you know, the book doesn't really, isn't really interested in, Time. It's more of a vibe. It's more interested in the <laughs> vibe of, of of this uh of this world and these people. Um, yeah, and you, I mean, so much of the book is devoted to the history of New York City and especially East New York, where where the book is set. Tell me about creating that world. Like, d- did you research? Did you? Um, yeah. 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 Um, def definitely did a lot of research, um, especially the the history, um, you know, and just like simple kind of things like certain landmarks, certain you know, um, the 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 makeup of Brooklyn, you know, sort of uh, you know around the 18th century, um, and then and then really kind of like overlaying that with like the present the New York and, and the Brooklyn that I knew um, and seeing like, you know, what, what juxtapositions um, come out or, or like what, um, what similarities kind of like bind these, these places together. And, um, you know, you think about like 
state occupation or 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 occupation in general, right? Um, you think of Brooklyn during uh, slavery or, or um, the 18th century. It's mainly the town of New Lots, the town of Flatbush, and and all these uh these places or these streets, are, you know, uh, are farmers and and plots of land, and you know, and that's that's largely where we get a lot of the street names from. Um, and then you know, sort of that kind of occupation overlaid with like you know state occupation so like the the neighborhood i grew the community i grew up in being occupied by police you know and, and just kind of the 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 tension between that right um so yeah just like a lot of it is my lived sort of embodied embodied um experience in new york just living breathing growing up um going out getting into fights um, but, but, you know, really sort of the, you know, the, um, the intangible kind of, uh, feeling of growing up in New York versus, you know, kind of this meditative research I did, um, you know, news articles, the Brooklyn Daily Eagle from like, uh, using articles from like the 1800s. Um, so yeah, just trying to do a balance of research, but then also lived in sort of experience. Right. Yeah, and and of course, uh, a main point of of studying the geography, of course, is that um, New York City, a very rich city, and mm. um, poor people uh, get shoved to the the outskirts. Right, right. You don't. Um, let NYCHA off the hook very easily and appreciate <laughs> that and uh wondering if you could talk about that a little bit yeah for sure um you know and I try to humanize kind of uh the the people you know because they get inundated with requests and uh serve like all the time so you know I try to capture that that sort of uh humanness of it uh, but at the same time, NYCHA is, um, you know, uh, you know, a federal, a state and federal organization that has um, honestly sold half of its right. So like my my neighborhood isn't even truly owned by NYCHA anymore. It's 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 uh, been sold to a, a private realty group. Um, and currently it's you know, they're doing these renovations and, and um, adding LED lights and, and all these these cool things um, in theory, but it's a little questionable now because I've been there since the book has come out and um, I think the construction has, it's sort of put it in this place of, because um, I, I end the book with this, um, this kind of flood and this, this surreal kind of moment where it's this breakdown and and sort of destruction of this place um and then you go back and it's it's sort of literally like that now um and, and due to construction and, and renovations and that's interesting um nightshade in, in itself sort of like my experience growing up in new york um growing up in public housing um has always been sort of <laughs> you know these these institutions that kind of hang over your head so you know the police you know housing offices and other places NYCHA you know um 
these kind of like institutions who are run and governed by working class, middle class people. Um, you know, most cops are middle class, you know, um, but the the sort of um, that that engagement or that um, I guess that conflict that comes into play when you're like growing, when you're just growing up in this neighborhood and, you know, there's certain limitations, there's certain things you want to get repaired. Uh, there's certain, there's lead in the ceiling that you want to, uh, <laughs> you know, remove. And, you know, there's this joke in the book of it's sort of taking like 10 years for housing to complete a, a work order, um, which is, you know, a bit of an exaggeration, but like, you know, it can feel like that sometimes. I, I do um, love the in the in the very beginning of the book, Audrey, um, Kali's grandmother says, "Normal mm -hmm. people did not have to transcend their surroundings. <laughs> like, right, it's not right. an obstacle that that is to be overcome." Yeah, yeah, and it shouldn't. You know, our lives shouldn't have to transcend or break barriers we should just be able to live and thrive and survive right that's the hope and you know being a community is so important in this book in terms of how we move forward or how we mm -hmm. have hope towards the end she thinks being from a community means contending with the history of a space to me about that right I think being or belonging to a community is, it isn't sort of, again, that history of a place, but it's the bonds that you you build sort of with your neighbor um, that can become mobilization, that can become organization, that can become, you know, just looking after each other, right? Um, I think I fall back on that a lot in the book because um, against sort of, institutional kind of um disenfranchisement um communities sort of have to you know rely on each other you know especially if they they want to address these things especially if they want to kind of um you know change or or, or mobilize into a a voting block or you know a lot of the people in this in this community are like fuck it we'll we'll do it ourselves kind of and um I think that's a powerful kind of um, way to sort of, you know, not only kind of like accept or politicize a kind of love as politic, right? But also when we're talking about, you know, beyond the, the, the political aspect of it, when things are hard, when things are tough, Kali, you know, his mom is dead, his, his dad, is working all the time. So he's not as present or emotionally present as he should be. So Kali relies a lot of the time on his friends and their family, their parents. Um, so yeah, that's, I think the, the, the grasping or the, or the thing that I want people to kind of grasp and, and um, think about, like, especially in the communities they live in or the places that they're from or grew up in. I love that even at Kali's most down point um, when he's full of grief and lonely um, and upset, he still, he still checks in on, on his neighbor, Miss Betty. 
please tell me a little about, bit about her because I want to talk about the knowledge that she has uh, in terms of mm. who Kali's mother was and could be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she's kind of that character who has seen, you know, both generations. And, and there's a third. She's not that old, but, you know, who can kind of link the two, right? And who has seen the 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 power of of both in a sense, right? And and she's kind of um based off of, <laughs> like an actual neighbor I had a little. Um but just just in the ways we kind of um neglect the voices or or you know the people who we deem as, you know, maybe uh you know who who suffer from addiction, who um suffer from you know, mental forms of mental illness who who we sort of as a society, even even in our like working class or 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 middle class uh societies, who we sort of shun and push to the side even more. Right. Um I thought it was important for Miss Betty to sort of have this this inner knowledge, right? This inner wealth of knowledge. Um and that she knows basically everything that's going on um on multiple levels um it, it, you know as even though we constantly see the characters in the book casting her aside and and putting her to the side except except Kali tell me a little bit about some of the african diaspora religions that that mm-hmm. she invokes and um that might offer some partial explanation at least for this gift and or curse yeah yeah it's so you know it begins with kind of right uh going back to our question of time and and death right so in order for this story to even kind of live in the way that it does um the idea that death isn't the end must sort of be accepted in a way right or or explored in a way so, you know, I was very just interested in this idea of death not being the end. And, you know, a lot of cultures and spiritual sort of practices um, across the world, um, beyond sort of the African diaspora, believe in, you know, death not being the end or, you know, but it so happens that um, sort of we have these West African religious uh, religions, religious practices um especially the 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 Aruba who um you know they actually go through two sort of forms of burial proceedings right because the first one is just you know for the physical right and that doesn't mean anything for the uh the spiritual the emo- you know so and it and it really sort of travels this uh colonial path because Miss Betty is Haitian um, so we kind of see how, um, you know, these religious practices from, from West Africa um, make their way into the Caribbean, make their way into uh, the Americas, um, make their way into Santeria or, or um, Voudon, you know, all these kind of e- even elements of hoodoo, which isn't a, a religion, but it is a spiritual practice from, you know, by African-Americans in the South. So just really creating this lineage of practices, but making it sort of 
you know, uh, relevant to like a kid growing up in New York City? Um, and how does that sort of relate to him? But you see it's an entire kind of uh, path or, or a journey. That is the link between sort of Kali or this community and kind of, I guess, the colonial damage done by slavery, uh, capitalism, all of these things. And and yet you don't neglect, um, especially through the character of Key, the other side of death or the uh maybe that's maybe it's not the other side what am i trying to say anyhow um i know what you mean. <laughs> this, this space the little kind of space that like where all of these things kind of exist right and but, so key is a birth doula right a while in the book right and she kind of gets this feedback right this like static feedback between being at being near the end and seeing uh the dead seeing ghosts and being near the beginning and being able to you know see and witness life being uh born into the world and i i thought it was just how flimsy kind of that line is right and how how much of a circle how much of a loop you know things or, or time or actions in this book you know occurs and and in life in general as well but like I think um, there are multiple moments where key, you know, there's a part near the end where like um, you, you think um, she says, I don't remember the exact quote, but like basically Kali has been seeing her the entire book, but then she questions whether, you know, he conjured her or she conjured him. I think that aspect of being able to kind of live in both realms, um, is a meditation on kind of the state of sometimes existing in this country or, or this world as uh, someone who's who is discarded or someone who is disenfranchised or, or has their power taken away. You know, it, it relates to the idea of social death, right? Where you know, which where the rights, where the li where liberties are taken away from a person, and without that. You know what kind of life does one sort of lead? So yeah, I think it's a it's a meditation on on those things. And key can also be a medium, or call it a translator at, at some point, which which I really mm -hmm. enjoy mm -hmm. um, for some of her neighbors to to converse with with their loved ones. Right. Yeah. Essentially, key is super powerful. Um, which I love, you know, um, her grandmother only can see one ghost. And Kali, we th we think, can see one ghost until he ends up seeing another one. Um, but <laughs> yeah, she has this kind of, um, you know, I, I wanted her to operate as this kind of, you know, and it came from this idea of like, oh, what if, you know, in the hood or like, you know, um, similar communities um there was just like a seer just walking around and 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 we have elements of that right we have elements of, of folk who are knowledgeable about certain spiritual practices or, or or even just you know just know a bunch about just christian women who know a bunch about um you know re the religion um but like what if there was like actively like 
someone in touch with these things, uh, kind of roaming the neighborhood, helping people out, whether it be del <laughs> delivering a baby or like acting as a medium between, um, you know, this this realm and 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 the dead. Um, I thought it was, um, it was just a dope image I had in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really um an extended explanation, though it does work in terms of of again her kind of traversing times and seeing kind of this this people's history of her community, right? Like this this sort of um folk history of her neighborhood rather than like you know what what they tell her or what they tell us yeah you have a great line let me see i think kali says something like every block in every neighborhood has its own myths folklore. Mm. yeah yeah and just um, yeah sorry no i was just saying just even on a you know, non-magical, supernatural level, just like the way we build up our heroes or, or stories from the block, like they become these kind of mythological exploits that become important to us, but, you know, may not have this same grandeur of like Greek mythology, but if to us, it feels like that. Yeah. Uh, another thing I love about this book is I love any book where the characters' cultural intakes become a really big part of the story. And um, both with Key and Kali, we really get to see them interact and grapple with um, art and literature and music. Mm. Tell me about that. Yeah, I think part of that sort of lived in feeling of like New York and the city comes from the cultural aspects, the music the art, the, the the literature, and all of these kind of become like organizing ways to group and kind of identify these characters um, and their time periods, right? So around key is a lot of R&B and soul, but it's a lot of, um, you know, rap in the 80s and the emergence of, of you know, uh, these more contemporary forms while Kali gets a lot of the, uh, the sort of New York in the 2000s where it's um you know a lot of the 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 music and the hip-hop from them but it's a lot of uh it's a lot of reggae it's a lot of dance hall it's a lot of um other sort of forms that like define sort of this 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 period in time and um and it and it's an engagement with all of these things it's it's you know the beauty of like writing a a, a novel or a book is to kind of be in conversation with these 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 pieces of art and you know to be in conversation with um you know a, a james carrie marshall in terms of artwork or or a bet a betty Sar in terms of artwork or um sort of the 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 work of tony morrison and sula um or um you know the 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 kind of grit uh the kind of greek mythology or, or the you know the dante and and the sort of virgil um kind of connection to be in conversation with these these kind of traditions right these grand sprawling traditions whether it be literature or art um i think it 
yeah, it creates, it, it pulls me into the conversation selfishly as a writer, but, but it, 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 um, it gives texture sort of to the world, um, that I, that I hope, I hope stands out. It really does. I mean, it, it, when, when Kali looks at a piece of art or is told about a piece of art, I have my phone ready, <laughs> Google image search, and 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 so there becomes this illustration mm. to to one of the things that you were writing about. Right, right, yeah. Before we go, Tariq, will you please recommend some books for us? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. Firstly, thank uh, Stories from the Tenants Downstairs by Sadiq Fafana. Incredible book. Latoya Watkins, Holler Child, I'm reading. I'm reading uh, Sea Change by Gina Chung. And also all of my uh, co-finalists for the Center for Fiction. Uh, so Jamila Minix, Tracy Rose Payton, Esther Yee, uh, everybody. Um, I, I definitely recommend their books. Um, I do too. Tariq, thank you so much. We Are All Haunting is out now. Yeah. We'll make a great gift. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Maris Review and check the show notes for the books we discussed on here today. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.